Hey, 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 folks. Welcome to another episode of Fascination Street with myself, Jimmy Pearson, and my co-host, Mika Pearson. Hey, guys. What's up? This show is brought to you in association with PMGGoods.com, cosmic clothing for our community, by a member of our community. Not only do they do Mika's signature range of clothing, but they also have a great new range of shirts for the casual to harden ufologist. And, as an extra bonus, because you know us. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Us? Yeah, 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 yeah. Me, yeah, you, you, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, me, yeah, you, yes, me. Yes, yes. Okay, because you know us, remember that when you go to pmggoods.com and enter promo code PARDON, they give you an extra 10% off your order. That's like an extra whole 10%. Not nine. Not eight. Not eight. Not seven. Not seven. Not one. No, a, a whole 10%. So it isn't 15. No, it's definitely 10. I think we should make it 15. No, we can't. Should we get back to the No, 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 no. Let's get show. back to the show. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Now, we had a bit of a weird one. We we haven't we haven't had uh well we haven't recorded for a while and it seems since we've been away Anchor FM have updated their recording ad app even and what they forgot to tell us is that when they updated it they were taking away the ability for music oh no so our signature tune which is what our show is practically about and named after Fascination Street by The Cure, is at the moment unavailable. No. So we've had to go straight in. No music. And it's a real, real, real weird one. I'm really struggling with it. Even sort of, if you probably noticed when I was going through sort of like the first part of the, the show there, that was that the third time I tried recording that? Yeah. Because I couldn't get my head around it. There was no music. I had no musical cue to, and it really threw me off. So, um, so yeah, so we're going to try and do the best of it, and uh, hopefully at some point, Anchor might see sense. I mean, I, I, do you know, I'm going to be very British about this, and I'm going to write a letter. Um, and I'm going to be very technology and um, go to them and message them saying, you've just ruined our podcast, 10 out of 10, Anchor. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's not that. Maybe maybe it's something they're adding like a little bit later. But I'm definitely, definitely going to be very British, and I'm going to write them a letter, and I'm going to say, "Gosh, what on earth have you done to this app? You're ruining our show, dear boys. Then this just isn't on, is it?" Can you please stop going back to 1981s and let's go back into like <laughs> the present? Right. Okay. So let's get back to the show. Now, now we've got that out of the way. I've got my little rant about Anchor FM and they're getting rid of my Spotify bits and pieces and good, lovely, 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 lovely show sponsor who's been yeah. very great and supportive of us, even though we've had a little bit of break and still told us to um, just take a little bit of time out, which was really needed, yeah. weren't it? So what have you got up to in your time off? Oh, I've just done sports day today. Yep. I found it very good. One of my races, I came last. And it doesn't matter. It's the participating. Yep. Yeah. And the parents was running. There was a little kid to run. You yeah. Mean, mum yeah. didn't run. No. But the parents. Granddad didn't run. Sorry. Girl, girl. What, my, da- my dad went as well? No. I'm confused. Remember. Okay. 
Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had to whisper something to Dad. He yeah. know he understands. Right. Okay, so, back to the show. And that's it. Is that is that all you've been up to? Because I know I know you obviously um, at school you've been really busy. Yeah, your reports. school report and that that's, was really really good, weren't it? That's why we've been off because I've been like waking up and I've got to like have the mind the next day to wake up. You've been meditating in the morning, haven't you? Yes. It's very, very cool. And obviously you've yeah. missed Jimmy Church for a little while now because yeah. you've chosen sleep and meditation before you start school. Mm. And how's that working out for you? You're the man, Jimmy. You're the man. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you feeling, though, apart from that? All really, really good? I'm feeling actually really fine. And then you also had uh, Cubs Award night, didn't you? Yep. I got 12 badges. And one of them were for Jimmy Church. That's right. And the other one's the artist. Excellent. Badge. And my three-year badge for joining. That's it. So it's been a busy time for you, hasn't it? Yes. Definitely. Are you comfortable? Yes, I yeah, am. I see fidgeting yeah. about there. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a nervous thing, is it? No. You really love that unicorn pillow you're laying on. Yeah. <laughs> and my three snuggles underneath. I sorry, I promise I won't tell anyone at all that we brought you a pink fluffy unicorn cushion and you are laying on it and it's become your new favourite thing. Well, you just told everyone. That's all right, no one listens. No one listens at all. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as for me, I um, I haven't been that busy. Like, mm. at home, I haven't had much time. At work, I've been very busy. I had, like one day off in like nine days and then obviously me and mum we we went up to london to go and watch roger waters in concert at hyde park didn't we i missed you and that was um, i mean i yeah, got tortured by your dad not really you got, he was a lovely kind you got played up grand by granddad while me and mummy were in london uh, no he was actually okay with me dougie and benny were the ones <laughs> for all those that don't know dougie and benny are our dogs and um one you know, just like you've got to do when you're older. You know what I mean? So anyway, Roger Waters was absolutely a fantastic concert. I mean, I'd seen him before. Um, yeah, you were born. You were born when, when I saw him last time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I've got, I've got a frame of reference. It was definitely within the last nine years. Um, and just what an amazing show. It was visually set i mean the sound quality was just perfect but the first part was like classic pink floyd obviously yeah and it was more like dark side of the moon stuff mm. but then the second part again it was still pink floyd but it was mostly the animals album which came out before the war yeah. right and it got really political um, well, I, I know, we, I know, I know. We don't do politics and that on here. It's a no-no. Mm. But from what was shown on there and the way that things come across, it seemed really justified. And I know you should always keep keep like the two entertainment and politics and that apart. But the way that it was done, it 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 just worked so so well. I watched the videos, guys. I did not go there. And. It was it was just such a lovely day. 
So um, yeah, so that's it. Um, and also this morning, this morning we um, we got up early. We started listening to Jimmy Church and that, which was Fader Nights. We got through John Rapport. Then we noticed on Instagram, this was before you got up, that our friends at the Multiverse Maidens, oh, yeah. Jess, Kelly, and our adorable friend Stacy, were doing a live broadcast. You're so, the man, Stacy. No girl. Lady. <laughs> Stacy's yeah. definitely a lady. Yeah. You know that. You're the girl, Stacy. Can I also get a fist bump and like chest bump for like Jess and Kelly as well? Hang on. Uh, there you go. That was a stomach bump. I'll take that. <laughs> right. Okay. So um so yeah, so we've had a nice little break. We're back. We're feeling good and you know, it's been difficult to get shows together lately. I mean, especially with like Mika's work, um school. And I've had quite a gruelling work schedule. And um, at this time of the year, there's always things that we've had planned. We always go to either a festival, big concert and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we, we planned all this before, like, Fascination Street even took off. So, But also, my first shot of the episode, I really, really want to start by congratulating my co-host Mika on his Cubs Award Night on Monday. Not just because it was a proud dad moment. Well, yeah, no, no. I'm going to take that back. It was a proud dad moment. And for all you that follow Twitter um, or follow our page on Twitter, you know he got an award called Communicator Plus. And he was the only cub in his troop that got it. Due to the fact he co-hosts Fascination Street, has appeared numerous times on Jimmy Church's Fade to Black, and also interviewed Nick Pope... Nick Pope? Yeah. You like Nick Pope? Yeah. I like Nick Pope. Yeah. Everyone likes Nick Pope. Do they? But if you listen to him, you say, say very English. Say very British. Anywho. Okay. Um, and that gave Mika a higher level award than anybody else. So. I think they only got like. They only got a communicator. You got communicator yeah. plus with a silver edging, dude. So that's No, like, I think that's for another badge. No, 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 no. I, the next day. I was on the Google and I was looking up awards. So congratulations, your communicator blast actually comes with a silver edge. So let me shake you by the hand, dear boy. Um, you're not my cup lead, but No, but I'm a proud dad. And uh Do you want a kiss? Is that what you say? No, no. Give us a kiss. No. Can we get back to the show? Sorry. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Wow. So while we've been away and that I mean I have stayed up to date with what's been going on I mean there's always, there's been you know this that and the other happening in our community and I some of been, it's I've been chilling I know um, <laughs> you do your thing but I mean where I've been on social media and oh. I mean all, all I do is Twitter and on Stella and if you're not on on Stella yet folks get on on Stella.com it really is it's it's the social media for our community and it's what we need right now you know, it's not like Mr. Zuckerberg trying to, you know, be big brother or a big brother. You need to be uh. one, not the other. And I think with everything that's coming in with On Stella, it's going to be our big brother. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to look after us. It's going to treat us well. It's going to, you know, it's going to reward us for interacting with it, which is more than any other social network has done with us so far. True that? True that. True that. So um, where I've been looking through social media and that, and you've been doing your little little 
bits and pieces. Yes. Um, there's there's been a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Some of it's been a bit nasty. Oh no! I know we don't like nasty. Come on, guys. Uh, and some of, some of it's been a bit. Uh, some of it's been a bit. Eh, some of it's been a bit. Uh, you get me. Um. Yeah, we'll have to go through <clears> that later. Right. Eh, uh, and uh. I'll Traffic explain lights. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yay. A bit like Green for gold. Um. Right. <laughs> so. One of the biggest things that I have noticed is a lot of the mainstream media, since the Mars uh, discovery Ooh. came about... No. Again. no, 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 I'm not going to go back to that again. Oh, but good. since that story broke, there's been a lot of stories going around, and it's with regards to us being alone in the universe, then no one's too sure then there's another story about you know the universe teeming with life and come on guys you know better there is life out there yeah absolutely well we we know that i mean that's that's why we can't be the only planet we're not i know exactly you know and it's i don't know it just feels a bit weird that everyone's kind of jumping on that bandwagon and there was there was a story that came out in the Express last week, and it the he, the headline was "Aliens could live on a nearby um, exoplanet." Researchers have said, and it could be our best hope of finding life elsewhere in the universe. I mean, that's that's quite a grabbing title. I mean, especially when you're considering they're looking at other places like you know, around Mars, like Europa and titan and places like that as possible i mean you know i don't know so um scientists have revealed uh or rather identified ross 128b wait ross ross isn't that a person that that is a guy's name yeah so why couldn't it be alex alex steve what planet alex planet steve jeff Oh, Jeff's a good Jeff, one. That's good. <laughs> so you hear that, scientist? We made it. Yeah, right. Planet Jeff. And then my wife's gonna be Jeff. Then me's gonna be Jeff. So then my two children's gonna be Jeff. Then my dog's gonna be Jeff. You're gonna change your name to Jeff. Yep. And not just that. Do you know what my street? Um, You're gonna live in Jeff Street. Yep. And guess what my number's gonna be. What number, Jeff? Jeff isn't a number, so I don't know. Twenty. One and every. So when you when you meet when you meet someone, and they say, "Hi, who are you? What are you gonna say?" Hi, my name is Jeff, and I live on Jeff Lane with my beautiful Jeff wife. My name's Jeff. And, and my two Jeff children and my Jeff dog and my house number is 21 that is outrageous I mean Ladies Ross when, when 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 you think of Ross I mean every Ross that I've ever met has always been a bit socially awkward I mean even like Ross mm. in like I mean you wouldn't have seen this but there was um, a program called Friends back in the 90s and he was quite socially awkward uh, a lot of people I know called Ross are socially awkward so I don't know whether or not it's a great idea having a socially awkward planet in the system. Mm, well, watch out. Watch any, out. Anything gets close to it, it's going to be like no. 
No. <laughs> no. I hate you. Don't come near me. I don't uh, understand you. I'm not your biggest fan. <laughs> I am. Oh, fan. So, um, <laughs> I can't believe it. Just Ross. Ross is brilliant. It's 11 light, uh, 11 light years away, and um, as a, it, it has a potentially, uh, well, it's potentially a habit. It's so bad, I can't get my words out correct. I'm so tired. A habitable planet, as it is the uh, right temperature to hold liquid water. Well, of course, because water's a liquid, so why would you think that? It's a bit of a Everyone's weird... Everyone's liquid today. water. I think... Ev- if that's a, it. If, if any of my friends out there, or sorry, any of our friends out there are any way scientific or anything to that, could you possibly explain to us what liquid water actually means? Because we're both kind of a bit confused that's by it. that. Is that is that it? Pull the plug, stop the show. Yeah, okay. That's done us. See you later, guys. <laughs> Bye. Come back here. You've got to finish co-hosting. Do I have to? Yeah, I've spent a lot of time writing uh, the show. Oh, okay. Believe Hi. it or not, folks, this is actually written. This is not just impromptu. Wow. Oh. But you know when they say, don't ever work with kids or animals, I really do believe they're onto <gasps> something there. How dare you? You should all be chimney sweeps like you were back in the Victorian times. Oh, come on, snap yourself together. Right, okay. Oh, 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 right, okay. So, the planet, named so due to it orbiting the star Ross 128, is the Earth's second closest exoplanet, and it's a planet outside of our solar system. The closest to Earth is Proxima b, which could also be a bit of a bit of a. I'm really having problems saying that word. Uh... Habitable. Habitable. It's just a word. I see it, but... Put it out there to the viewers and like... No, 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 everyone. everyone. Put it on Twitter. Right, okay. So Ross 128b is believed to sit in the Goldilocks zone of its host star. And that's an area in orbit where it is not too hot or too cold and the conditions are perfect for life. Cut that hot and cold bit out. Put the Goldilocks and three bears... There you go. Put the story in. Bam. Who needs everything? I'm on the roll today. You're zinging, baby. But Goldilocks zone. So it's not too hot. It's not too cold. I wonder if their porridge was at the right temperature. <laughs> Maybe one of their parrot um, Who's planets. Who's been my porridge? Said Mummy Bear. Who ate my porridge? <laughs> so... It's believed to be similar to Earth in the sense that it is a rocky planet. What? Maybe it's rock and roll there. A rocky planet. I'm on the roll so today. So you fly over it and all you can hear is like... <laughs> motorhead <laughs> and <laughs> Guns and Roses. <laughs> so, uh, oh, this guy's name's interesting. Diogo. Diogo? Diogo Suto. It's, no, seriously, dude, look. That's the letters that make up the words there. And that's exactly what that says. (laughs) (laughs) Of the Observatorio Nacional in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, said, It's exciting what we can learn about another planet from determining what the light from its host star tells us about the system's chemistry. Oh, my gosh. Hey, that was good. Yeah, and you'll be in Victoria again. 
Although Ross 128 beat is not Earth's twin, and there is still much we don't know about its potential geologic activity, we were able to strengthen the argument that it's a temperature planet that could potentially have liquid water Oh my gosh. On its surface. Guys, you gotta go and learn where liquid water comes from. It's the same thing, guys. It's not a gas. No, it isn't all. It's not a solid. No. It's a liquid. You know, the thing that shakes around in your bottles, that's called water or lemonade. Did you know that you can affect water yourself? There was a study done by Dr. Emoto. Now, I'm not 100% down with all the information but me and mummy we watched a program about it the other night and it was fascinating you can change water seriously dude by your own by standing on it well yeah because (laughs) then you obviously turn it from a bottle to just a splash yes but um, yeah, no. You, there's there's certain bits that you can actually program. I remember Jimmy doing uh, something about it a while ago. Um, I'm I'm going to look more into that because hmm. for the shortness of the documentary, I, I must admit, I, me, me and both me and Mum found it really fascinating. So maybe hold that. You know, you just said fascinating, mm-hmm. fascinating, fascination, street, fashion, fa- fascinating. <laughs> Fascination Street. Go on, get your words right. Anyway, so uh, the researchers were able to determine the planet would have a suitable temperature to support life by analysing the temperature of the host star and combining it with information on the diameter of the planet. Oh. However, oh. Dum, 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 there is a catch. The planet is 11 light years from Earth. One light year is around 5.8 8 trillion miles and mathematics have determined that with current technology it would take approximately 191,251 years to travel that far damn and there's you thinking just over an hour and a bit to London's like a really long time yeah damn that's like Take really, launch, really launch the javelin, you know, the um, fast blue, yellow train. Hmm. Well, no, there's no rails. <laughs> so, experts predict in about 79,000 years, it will be closer to Earth than Proxima B is, which is only 4.22 light years away. Oh, my God. That's a pretty interesting story, obviously, apart from planet Jeff. Oh my god. Ross 128. Are we going back to that again? Yeah. Can yeah. we go back to like the actual show? No, because I thought that was quite interesting. But it's just, you look at things like that. I mean, obviously, liquid water. I mean, that is a mm. bit. That's a bit daft. Oh, hang on. I've got a bit of a technical issue here. There we go. One, two, testing. One, two. So, yes. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's just the way that everyone's like. I mean, we all know there's stuff out there. There's evidence that suggests it. True that. You know, and that people still questioning it. It's like all these people that still believe in flat Earth. I was exactly about to say that. Right, I, I was, I was. We we were at a party the other night, weren't we? Yeah, and, and I like, was, there was Aaron Cross. Oh. And there were, and we we were chatting, 
to uh, a guy, and he's a celebrity in the UK. He's appeared on TV. He has his own channel with millions of followers, and and we were talking about the possibility, and even he was just like, what, what is going on? Well, he? he just could not believe. Do you know what? So I had the time to do that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what I would say to them? First thing I would say, how are we still standing then? We would be up in that universe at exactly. the moment and probably froze. So I was talking to said celebrity, and uh, he was saying that he was... Um, he As part of one of his shows, he had to go and chat to people that were flat earthers. Um, he's known me and Mika for many, many years. In fact, he knew Mika before Mika was even born. So that's how long he's known us. And he said, you know, the level of intellect from these people, you know, they come across as like properly, properly intellectual human beings until they start mentioning flat earth. I mean, one of the guys, he said, he... he You've seen this interview, and it's on a very, very big TV program in the mornings in the UK. Mm. And we watched it, didn't we? And then there was that guy, and he was just arguing. Well, he interviewed that guy. Oh. And he was just like, where do they get it from? Exactly. Because we've got a big bubble around us, and if the Earth's flat, it'd probably go like... Did, did you actually did you hear the conversation I had with him? No, but like literally, it was going. La, 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 la. Well, where's our bubble then? Well, that's it. But he said when he was talking to this dude, right, that the Earth is flat. And he said, our mate said to him, he said, "Well, you know, where's a picture of the edge of the world?" He said, "You'll never get it because the whole edge of the Earth is just covered in rocky, snowy mountains." What? Anywho, on that bombshell. It's time to say goodnight. <laughs> no, 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 not Bye yet. We, we still got, we still got a couple of bits to cover yet. Oh. Right. So the next next article I found, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, didn't hit the cough button, was uh, it's called Space Neighbours, and it was in a newspaper in the UK called the Sun. Hello, I'm your space neighbour. Nice to meet you. Yeah, can I borrow a cup of sugar? <laughs> No, a space sugar. <gasps> I hope you don't mind. I've brought my wife. Her name's Jeff. No, I've just made a new thing. Guys, you got to make that. Space sugar. Let's go. Okay, get to work. It sounds like a type of sweet, doesn't it? Space sugar. You know, like... um. The flying saucers, yeah. No, 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 dude. The, you know, like sherbet. You know, you know, mummy oh, likes yeah. those sparkling lacy type things that you put in and like you end up pulling like a really stupid like face because they're really sharp. <laughs> yeah. Do the face again. That's a good face. I like that one. Do it with hands as well. Oh, I'm so glad no one can see us doing this. Um, that would be very, very cool. So I remember they used to do something called space rocks when I was a kid, and you used to put it in your mouth, and it used to crackle and pop all and do all these bits and pieces, and then it turned into chewing gum. Oh no! But like it had like so many preservatives and sweeteners and e numbers That's and things disgusting. like that in it. 
you know, kids like get properly jacked up on it and then run around for hours because they've got like such a big sugar hit from it. <laughs> so your generation will never know how good 80s sweets were. Oh, for Christ. They were amazing. Right. You were 100 so, or something. <laughs> I feel it at the moment, mate, especially with the way I'm just falling. I'm, I'm all old. You're only 39. Give it a break. I know. Not long now till my 40th. I do hope you've got me an awesome present. Yeah, totally have. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. <laughs> so, the uh, the main headline to this Space Neighbour story was uh, Alien Discovery Hope, as experts say, intelligent life in our galaxy is a 50-50 chance. Whoa, 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 whoa. 50-50? That's like half 50-50 percentages. Are what you... is wrong? So, not... You see, if it's 50-50, um, like, they find something, they can be like, oh, well, you know, we only said it was 50 It was only a guesstimate. But if there's nothing ever found, it's like, well, you know, it was 50-50. We didn't say that there was definitely something. That it's, it's... it's like saying there's half of a cow and half of a sheep. What is wrong with these guys? And then they just mix the bits together. But yeah, it's it's what glue it back. it's what adults call plausible deniability. And it's called people are sometimes stupid. There's a lot of stupid people out there you would never I believe, know. sweetheart. I know, and I really right, like so it. the next part is Alien discovery, hope, as experts say, intelligent life in our galaxy is 50-50% chance. And there's a 60% chance ETs are kicking about in the wider universe. Well, that's kind of a given, isn't it? Well, as that's far as kind you... of like saying that aliens... ETs are pretty much exactly as aliens. Where did you get ETs from? They're exactly the same as aliens. Is it E.T. phone home or something? Well, E.T., it's, it's the term, isn't it? It's just extraterrestrial. Yeah, it just it like explains something. It isn't like that film, E.T. Oh, God. Well, no, of course. It's not going to come shuffling up with a big long finger that glows red and, you know, it's going to try sticking up your nose or anything. And then a boo-boo guy's But thing. it stands to reason because in our galaxy, 50-50, throughout mm. the wider universe, 60%... Well, obviously, because the further you go, the more chance there is you're going to find something. So exactly, it's not exactly credible, credible numbers. These is people, it? what? They need to go to school again. In it, maybe you could. Because I mean, you're you're getting good at percentages now, and you maybe you could go and teach them sort of like basic percentages. Yeah, I'll teach them how to actually learn how to spell Area Fifty One. So a new paper probes why we haven't found intelligent life in our thirteen point. 8 billion year old universe but in reality astronomers have long been asking why ETs haven't yet got in touch with us the conundrum is best laid out by the Fermi paradox have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox I know Jimmy's mentioned it a fair few times no sorry you can be loud and proud because this is what no. it's all about we're doing this together we're learning aren't we no. we're still new to the family we're under a year old in the ufology family a year. Let's, well, we're just coming up to a year now, actually. Right, so the Fermi Paradox is a theory that charts the gulf between our expectations of finding alien life and the fact that it remains undiscovered. So, like, you know, 
did you see that picture that I looked at of the alien the other day where it's looking up at the, the stars? And you know, like, we've been out at night time and we've looked uh, up the stars yeah. and we're like, where yeah, when are I you? Went, yeah, but didn't... And this is true. Remember, you told me, when I went to bed, you saw something that was too slow for a meteor. Yep. And too fast for a shooting that's star. That's right, both me and mummy saw it. That's right. And that's the first time in my life I've ever seen anything like that. And I even tried looking at it. I even got my app out. I tried looking to see whether it was a satellite, whether it was the space station going over. Was it flashing? Nope. Did it have a, like, contrail or no, trail? No, there was, there was nothing there. There was no aviation lights on it. It was, like, it was bright. The only way I could, the only way I could describe it... Remember what them films are. Remember... Like the meteors shooting without any like contrail or something. Yeah, like no, that. there was there was no, no, it was nothing like that. It was it was too slow, move. It was too slow, and again, it was too fast to be the space station. So I've seen the space station fly over a few times, and it was too fast for that. And then you know, me and Mummy just sort of like penciled it down to just being like, well, maybe, you know, we're just seeing things, but you were not seeing things. it just seemed it just seemed weird to say i tried everything to find out what was in our area at that time and there was nothing there and there was no satellites in our area the space station was the whoa, other whoa, 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 whoa. part of europe think about that because you know like some films yeah as well, soon as you I'll like see something or like that yeah everything just goes dark you know like there's nothing in that area it says all of that because yeah. the aliens are hacking. What happens is that happened at that very moment they hacked your phone or some like mummy's or yours phones. Mm -hmm. They could have hacked that. What you mean, sort of like a cloaking device? You know, like exactly the Millennium Falcon when it's in that it's being chased by the Star Destroyer, isn't it? Yeah. And then he activates the cloak. And then goes up and does his. I don't know. I am. Um, I. I tried to think about it because the thing is, is when you have an experience like that, you have to try and rationalise it first. You don't look at it straight away and go, "Oh my God, that is such a UFO." Unless, of course, you can see it close enough, and there's absolutely no mistake in it. But because it was a dark night. And it was just it it was just out of place for where it was when we saw it and what colour it was and stuff like that. So it was um like my friend Victor hmm, he's well he keeps on saying that he's found a UFO. It was steaming, it had orange, yellow, red and all of that all mixed together and it was flying around down and as soon as he turned to shout his mum 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 as soon as he turned back it was gone mm. there was no sight there was steam coming at the back of it there was no sight of it and that is the very reason why ufology gets a bad name <laughs> but no I, seriously I I, me, me and mummy we have penciled it down to the fact that we did see a UFO and that it was real and it's kind of cool because it's the first one I've ever seen in my life well I, 
Like, I'm not being weird. Please don't hate me, all of you guys. But I really want to get adopted or an experience. You, you, you want an experience? Yeah. You see, I think what you mean by mm. that is you actually just want to see something. Because yeah. you already believe. I believe. In that. And it's, you know, it can be scary seeing one. But yeah, it's um, it's it's weird when you when you listen to sort of like people. I mean, it's like we was watching People of Earth, weren't it? Although we were laughing at and we knew it was a comedy and stuff like that. Mm. I still believe there were certain parts of that, that show that had elements of truth in it. I really, really do because there was too many things there that was just too close to cool, and you know, I don't know. There was, it's one of those. Anyway, can I carry on with my story? Yeah. Thank you very much. So the conundrum, Fermi's uh, paradox, was the theory that charts the gulf between our expectations of finding um, alien life and the fact that it remains undiscovered, or to use Enrico Fermi's own words. Where is everybody? Well, we're right here. Is there anybody out there? Oh. So, since uh, the renowned physician, um, phys- physician, physicist even, uttered that dilemma in the 1950, um, NASA have sent humans to the moon, apparently, and probes to Mars, and erratic billionaire Elon Musk even blasted his Tesla into space. That was a bad move, dude. But yeah. Fermi's words continued to haunt astronomers and budding sty- stargazers everywhere. He pretty much wasted £2,000. And the rest. His riddle also forms the crux of a new paper by a trio of Oxford University academics. In the 2016 film Arrival, Amy Adams' linguistics professor... Uh, professor tries to find a way to communicate with aliens aboard a giant spaceship. We haven't seen that yet. That's on our to-watch list next. Yeah. No, me and Mummy watched the trailer for it the other day. It's one that I've wanted to watch for a while. I haven't got round to it, but it's definitely going to be done soon. Okay. While their outlook isn't overly optimistic, the boffins claim there's a 53% chance we won't find aliens in our galaxy. It may yet provide fuel for UFO hunters. You're only laughing, yeah? No, true story, dude. True story. There's no aliens in our system. No, it's just going to... So mainly because of the new research shows that there's a 47% chance that we're not alone in the Milky Way. Of course. And a more hopeful 60% chance that we'll make contact with our intelligent neighbours in the visible universe. The reason we haven't tracked down the little green men... Little green... I hate when people do that so Mm. much. Yeah. Little green men. They're not green for the last time, guys. They're grey. Unless it's a reptilian. You can't oh, God. Reptilians. Um, little green men is because we haven't had an inflated sense of how many alien empires are out there, claims the study. Well, we already know at least 53 different varieties of alien out there, don't we? Yeah. According to whistleblowers, etc. Whistle? In other words, we're effectively leaning too far on the glass half-full scale of the Fermi paradox. 
In academic circles, the task of estimating the likelihood of alien life tends to rely on another theory known as the Drake Equation, and I definitely know you don't know this. The simple formula, dreamed up by astronomer Frank Drake in 1961, multiplies how frequently alien biology could arise with the likelihood that it will become smart enough smart enough to develop science and technology. Fermi's estimate of how long it would take for any society to build an empire to colonize the entire Milky Way showed it would take a few tens of millions of years. A nice one or two in it. One of the equation's key variables is the length of time such an alien race can broadcast detectable signals, like radio waves, across the galaxy for others to pick up. A possible reason why we haven't achieved contact with any alien species is that the length of time may be extremely short. But the Oxford paper throws doubt on this entire formula by pointing out that we can't cook up percentages on alien discoveries without a degree of certainty. A scientist could say that the chance uh, microorganisms uh, will appear from a watery planet is 10%. As highlighted, uh, highlighted by seeing. They didn't get it wrong. Water, liquid. Hallelujah, guys. Yeah. Well done. Liquid Let's have a water. Now. <laughs> well done. Have a fist bump for that young man. Well Oof. done. Awfully good. Awfully good. Um, I've lost me lost me place now. It's really really exciting, folks. I know I've like digressed slightly again, but tonight. I've actually gone from pen and paper to using a tablet for show notes. This is so good. We've got with the 21st century, yeah? <laughs> right, so where were we? Um, scientists could say uh, that the chance of microorganisms will appear from a watery planet is 10%, as highlighted by senior astronomer Seti Shostak. But the actual probability could be many magnitudes less, say the researchers. The uncertainty, uh, the uncertainty leaves the Drake equation prone to the optimism or pessimism of whoever is using it. But new evidence could change that, and NASA is itching over ever closer to finding it. I'm sorry about that, so I'm getting a bit of a sore throat here. <clears throat> In the past few months alone, the space agency has discovered organic molecules on Saturn's icy moon. Do you know the icy. name of it? Saturn. Enceladus. No? Okay. No? All right, you've never heard of that one. <laughs> and organic Martian material described as the building blocks of life. That's on Mars. And not just that. They're building blocks. Maybe it's Lego. Martian Lego. Uh, suddenly, that 47% chance doesn't seem so hopeless after all. Is the truth out there? What do you think? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Right, we're humans. Like, come on. Of course, it's going to be a yes. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, with all the planets out there that we haven't yet discovered and stuff like that, it's, it's inevitable that it's mm. there. Right, so, that's the news over and done with for this week. I want to talk about the film we watched this week. Um. The one that was called Beyond the Sky. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Now... We've watched some amazing films recently, but the real jewel in the crown was Beyond the Sky. I really want to tell them the really, uh, really good parts. Uh, 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 hang on. No, no we can't. You can't give spoilers, dude. 
maybe a little one. Okay. <laughs> mm. Um, and what a truly sensational film it was too. The story was awesome, and the effects were out of this world. No pun intended. Um, the plot, without giving too much away, is um, while shooting a documentary to expose the lies of alien abductees experiences, if you please, um, a provocative filmmaker and his crew encounter a young woman with a dark secret who leads them to uncover a disturbing truth. The truth itself isn't just hers, though. I want to tell them. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Well, I'll tell away. them the age. So basically, guys, what's happened is she was adopted and you will find the pattern really quickly. Seven. She was adopted at seven. Then 14. Then 21. Then 28. What? Now, if you're on Twitter, put that on Dad's wall. He won't mind. Sorry, I'll, um, I'll, put a link. Yeah. I'll put a link out to the trailer. In the um in the comment now, section. Now tell me, guys, what that is. These are the choices only: six, seven, fours, or twos. The pattern. Yep. Yeah. That is all I'm gonna give you, Dad. Don't give them the answer because we know. I won't give them the answer at all. I will not. Good. Right. Um, and it for me, it had it all. It had suspense. It had intrigue. It had ritual, shamanic, decent Native American ritual. Honestly, if you haven't seen it, folks, it really, really is one to watch. It's honestly, it's the best film I've seen this week, and I've watched a lot of films this week. In mm. fact, we've watched a lot of films this yeah. week, haven't we? Right. So, the last part, last part of the show. I know this is our longest show so far. Yes. We've got to get around to doing another Ask Me Anything soon. Oh. But we'll do it on both of us. Right. Now, we've reviewed ufology subjects, bands, and films on Fascination Street. But today, we're doing a first. And we're reviewing an artist. And it's our good friend, Eric Stitt. Now, oh, most of you... If you're if you're part of the Fate of Black community, know Eric, uh, know his work, and will agree with me that it is truly fantastic stuff. And mm -hmm. we're big fans, a hundred percent big fans. Now Eric is um, is a for all you don't know him, he's he's a digital ufology artist and experiencer, hailing from the Denver area of Colorado in the U.S. His work is quite often channeled and intuited as the entities he experienced slowly reveal themselves to him and others vicariously through his own artwork. That was a lot of words, long words there for you, wasn't it? Yes. Sorry about that. He's almost 52 years young. Mm. He's been... What? No, that's a good age. That's young. That's good. Yeah, yeah. He's almost 52 years young. He's been in conscious and active pursuit of his art since the age of six. He's been actively pursuing it professionally as a freelance artist since he was 22. He still sells from booths and fairs locally and cons and conferences out of state, but he has recently been discovered by pursuing X. 
What does that mean? Pursuing X are the representatives that specialize in supporting ufology research, re researchers, authors, and now artists. Ooh. That's, that's a big deal. Mm. And do you want to know some of the people? Go You've got Richard Dolan. Obviously. Linda Moulton Howe. Okay. Contact in the desert. Well, I don't think that was a person, but okay. Grant Cameron. That's a person. Grant Cameron's a proper person and everything. Oh, no. Um, and they they can all be found in Pursuing X's client list. Now, as I say, we've been big fans of Eric's work since we first met him through the Fate of Black community. Not only is he a very talented artist, he's also a very approachable and funny guy. And, you know, his knowledge on so many fringe subjects is a total credit to him too. Not only does he have a fantastic art pieces for sale, but he also now has an awesome clothing range which you can find at ericstittart.blogspot.com And that's Eric Stitt spelt E-R-I-K-S-T-I-T-T-A-R-T.blogspot.com And seriously... All three of us at Fascination Street are so proud of him finally receiving the recognition he truly deserves. And we hope that this is the start of like the most amazing journey for him. We shall be watching very closely Mr. Stitt, won't we? Yep. What's your favourite picture? Um, I like the one where the alien is sitting next to a dude that's rocking, that's got a did UFO. You, did you see his T-shirt? he made no the greys t-shirt no. shades of grey no. right I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you that after the show because it is an amazing t-shirt right so here we are longest show so far 50 minutes long well about two yeah one two three four right <laughs> so before the clock strikes 50 whoa 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 whoa, whoa. Fantastic. Yay, new like, record. Ding, right. ding, 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 ding. So, how was this show for you? I've got to say, it was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good indeed. Yeah. So, don't forget, folks. Fascination Street is sponsored by PMGGoods.com. Cosmic clothing for our cosmic community. And I'd just like to say thank you for listening from me, Jimmy. And me, Mika Pearson. Until next time, folks. Goodbye. See ya. <laughs>